This is episode 542 for February 2019. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening song is by George Michael, Careless Whisper. Uh, you're wondering why George Michael? Well, on this episode of Spider History, we're going back to February of 1985, and this song was the number one song in February of 1985. Gotta love that sax solo in the background. Before we get uh, to the episode, I want to thank people that make episodes like this possible, uh, and they do that through Patreon, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Takes a lot of uh, effort and money to uh, host 500 episodes up on our server and also deliver a popular Spider-Man website 24 hours a day. So uh, the money that we uh, take from the Patreon help pay the bills. So I want to publicly thank Stephen, Frederick, Dom, Christopher, hashtag something good for you, Symbiobro, Jose, Will, Taylor, Nick, Alex, Jay, Stuart, Stephen, John, JB, Hafskimo, Michael O, Michael K, Andrew, Patrick, Laura, Craig, Jonathan, Federico, Ricky, Lee, Thomas, Dowd, David, King, Hillbilly, Zach, Frazetta Hulk, Alex, Michael R, Mayor, and Robert B. If you would like to support our podcast, log on to uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Also, log on to our front page at spidermancrawlspace.com and look on the right-hand side for the uh, Patreon button. Also, there's a PayPal button if you'd like to donate that way. Uh, You can get exclusive podcasts by being a Patreon member. We uh, just put out a couple Spider Satellite books where we review Friendly Neighborhood. Uh, Also, there's some uh, reviews of Spider-Geddon. Uh, That one podcast had 29 reviews in it in two hours, which was like a record. Uh, Other exclusive Patreon podcasts we've done include uh, some reviews of the PS4 Spider-Man video game, the DLCs. We reviewed that. Anyway, patreon.com slash crawlspace if you would like to support this podcast. All right, let's George Michael fade me in to JR and George. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to February's uh, Spider History with JR, also teaming up with George. Hey, fellas, what's going on? Well, uh, I, I haven't washed this shirt in a month. Uh, you know, I, I wore it during last month's spider history, uh, and I'm still wearing it. Uh, you know, uh, tide will not touch this shirt, George. Yeah, no doubt. What's going on, George? Oh, not much. Uh, it makes me wonder if tide is not going to touch that shirt. What's Jr. doing with his tide pods eating them? <laughs> They're sitting right next to my mar- medical marijuana. Now you J- paid that JR- twice in a, two months. <laughs> Jr. Four twenty Fettinger. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, we are going back to nineteen eighty-five. That is, oh my gosh, how many years is that? That is, that is thirty. 34 years. 34 years ago to Amazing Spider-Man number 261, written by Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends, the team that I love, and the Hobgoblins on the cover with Spider-Man looking beaten at the bottom. So take me through that first issue. Yeah, this, um, yeah, it was, you know, it was a really, this was a, 
this was a really good time in Amazing Spider-Man, even though Stern was just had just left the title. We'd had a great run with Roger Stern. Uh, and really, Tom DeFalco's early issues were actually very good as well. Um, DeFalco always had a very good grip on spider uh, metaphoric grip on Spider-Man. Um, and, but, but then apparently later, um, he, he got some more responsibilities at Marvel, uh, through via Jim shooter. And he kept, he, he then there were like a lot of substitute writers come in or whatever. And then the whole, then, then everything kind of fell apart. Uh, but, um, but anyway, so this, this was, and this was one of the last good hobgoblin stories. This was, um, uh, this was before the whole, th- th- that it just started getting silly. The whole, who is a hobgoblin started getting silly, uh, with, you know, flash being framed as a hobgoblin and then Ned Leeds turning out to be the hobgoblin and then Jason McIndale killing him, having him killed and all that kind of nonsense. But anyway, the, the crux of this story is, that the hobgoblin, uh, remember the hobgoblin who we didn't know who he was at the time had found, uh, Norman's, uh, stash of Norman or actually no, the, the evil, the, the robber Georgie, his name was Georgie, uh, <laughs> stumbled on an old, uh, gr- uh, cache of green goblin, uh, the green, one of the green goblins hideouts. Uh, and then this mysterious figure, uh, uh found him and found some of Norman's, Norman's journals, uh, because Norman was dead at this time. Norman was dead. Uh, and so he went around and to, to all other Norman's hideouts. Well, and he was, and he hadn't gone through all of Norman's journals yet. Uh, and then they, and, and then in a previous adventure, they were destroyed to fire. So the hobgoblin figured that there has to be more. Osborne has to have more hideouts. He's got to have more stuff and I need more stuff. Uh, and so what he did was in order to, he figured that Harry was, the person who knew where the, where it was. And so he kidnapped the, the hobgoblin kidnapped Liz and Mary Jane happened to be with Liz at the time. Remember, and Liz is like very, very pregnant at this time. Yeah. Uh, and so Mary Jane happened to be with her. So the hobgoblin or actually the roses men <laughs> see the, yeah. the hobgoblin has an alliance with the Rose. The roses men kidnap Liz and Mary Jane and take him to the roses hideout where the hobgoblin is also hiding out with the uh, room full of his, his crap and things like that. So, so, anyway the hobgoblin tells harry that i've got your you know your pregnant wife here and you know you got to bring me uh uh you know your father has to have more stuff and he's got to have more books and you got to find them for me and bring them to me and well harry find you know finally finds one one book that uh, lists all of norman's properties and he goes and takes it to the hobgoblin and the the hobgoblin then takes him to the hideout spider-man follows them there um when and we start and but in the interim in the interim, the symbiote who Spider-Man shed in 258, I think, and was being held uh, in a two stasis tube or whatever at the Baxter Building headquarters, some mysterious little drone, uh, thirty years ahead of its time, yeah, no uh, goes go, goes in and uh, and uh, uh, puts a hole in the tube, and the, the Venom symbiote escapes. Re- refresh me, who sent that drone? Was it Doctor Doom? I don't remember. George, do you I don't remember? Because didn't didn't uh, Doom send the Baxter building up into orbit? Yeah, and I think I this was point. a precursor of well, Doom scoping the building. Doom, it was Christoph as Doom, if I recall. Oh, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> it was Doom Jr. Yeah. Anyway. Go ahead. By the way, um, when Spider-Man is swinging across the town to get to Mary Jane, I just noticed this. 
Look what uh, Ron Friends, the pose that Ron Friends did right here. Straight mm-hmm. up out of the 1960s Spider-Man swinging right towards the, the camera. That is such a 1960s uh, Spider-Man cartoon pose. Earth 67 for you Spider-Verse movie fans. Yeah, there you go. Earth 67. So, but um, anyway, so Spider-Man uh, has been keeping an eye on Harry and, and follows them to the, the, the hobgoblin and the roses hideout. Uh, you know, you're, you're a big superhero, supervillain uh, battle happens. Uh, Liz starts going into labor. Uh, Spider-Man's putting a beat down on the hobgoblin, but the warehouse is on fire because all the hobgoblin stuff caught on fire. Uh, and Spider-Man has to save them and let the hobgoblin go. Uh, and then the hobgoblin realize, goes through the, the, the book and realizes that, well, that's all that Norman had. I'm on my own, uh, you know, and I'm going to be king of the world. Uh, and that's that's the end of issue number 261. So, yeah, it's a hobgoblin story. Solid issue. Great art, as usual, by friends. This yeah. is this is this was a, a glory time for Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, dude. It really was. It really, it's really was. Right. Okay, also came out this month, JR. Let me go back. It is. Uh, you want to do spec or team up? Uh, let's try to do spec. Okay. If I can find it, dig on it. Because I really want to, I really want to. Uh, um, you look at <laughs> Marvel Unlimited? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying, I'm looking it up in Marvel Unlimited. Peter Parker, Peter Parker, Peter Parker, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Oh, that's 1999. Now, anyway, you'll have to find it. You you can probably find it quicker than I can, but we'll go to, we'll go to spectacular Spider-Man number 99. Okay. Oh, I found it. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. I'm, I'm pulling it up. Okay. Oh, go ahead. That's fine. It's okay, great. If I remember, it's the spot on the cover. It's the spot. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, there he is. Yeah, There's okay. the spot right there. Now, now, show us the first page of the issue. Okay, he comes through a giant spot hole. Uh, go to the next page. Let's see here. Go to the next page. Okay, there you go. Okay. There we go. There we go. The spot. Okay, the story opens with the spot playing with himself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel so used. You do it. Make me do that. <laughs> Now, 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 remember, remember, boys and girls. Oh, that's um, funny. Remember, boys and girls. Uh, in this time period, um, the Black Cat. Well, first of all, Al Milgram is now writing. Uh, Al Milgram, you know, uh, George had talked about this was a glory era for Spider-Man uh, when we were talking about Amazing Two Sixty One. Well, uh, for a for a long t- for a few months prior to this, actually, it was a glory time because not only was amazing very good, but also spectacular was very good when Bill Mantlo was writing it. Okay, and Bill Mantlo had 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 written the Black Cat as a slight. I mean, you know, again, you know, she was kind of a slight. She was ditzy and goofy and kind of amoral or whatever, but she was she wasn't. <laughs> Stupid, uh, and then Al Milgram took over and basically decided her decided to make her just an utter idiot. Uh, so this, this issue is penciled by longtime Hulk penciler uh, Herb Trimpey. And um, so she, before this, she goes to the she wants superpowers to hang out with so she can hang out with Spider Man. So she 
she goes all over the Marvel universe looking for trying to find, find somebody to give her powers, the Avengers, the fantastic four, whatever. And then somebody, you know, somebody drives by in a car and says, Hey, little girl, do you want superpowers? And she gets in the car with him. She gets superpowers <laughs> and it turns out that it's a Kingpin. All yeah. right. Well, the Kingpin has given her bad luck powers, which, uh, protects her in a fight, you know, by, by causing everything to go wrong for the bad guys, you know, bullets to divert or explode or them to fall through uh, cracks or whatever. But it also, anytime, any anybody she spends a great deal of time around, their luck starts uh, going bad as well. Uh, and so Spider-Man starts having a little miscellaneous accidents here or there. So that's happening. Um, and then in the, like the very next issue, they break up. Uh, so we've got that. And then in the prior issue, scientist Jonathan Owen uh, was trying to un, uh, uh, discover the secrets of cloak as in cloak and dagger, uh, his, the secrets of his darkness. And so rather than going in the cloaks, dark universe, he goes in a, a spot universe and, and he turns into, what you saw there with Brad. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, so anyway, so the story opens, uh, with the spot playing with himself. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You were gone. He made me hold up the panels. He goes, what's he doing there? He's playing with himself. Yeah. I feel so he, abused, but he's, he's, but he's playing with his spots. He's, Oh, look at these spots. Ooh, doo, doo, doo. And, he's you know, playing like, twister with his body. Basically that's what he is. He's playing like kind of an interdimensional twister. Uh, <laughs> so, but anyway, so but actually, this is another significant issue uh, because uh, for us old fans, a lot of you new people, a lot of you new people don't probably don't recognize. But this is the first appearance of Randy Candy and Bambi. Oh, it uh, is. It is. Now, yeah. Now, uh, uh, scroll scroll a few more. Um, uh, yeah, they're they're right here. This, is this their first panel? Right there. Yes, and it was. It, it, it was a Spider Jeopardy question one year. Uh, and I don't remember the answer now as to which one of them was Miss Muggins' niece, I believe. Oh, yeah. And I don't remember <laughs> which one now. It, it wasn't it wasn't Bambi. I think it was Randy or Candy, but I could never. But anyway, Brad, go to the go to the, the, the previous uh, slide and show it to me. It's where Bambi where Bambi inter, and Peter are introduced. Um, uh, oh, he he runs into her pillows. <laughs> OK. Uh, oh, no, 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 no he's no, not sorry. there. It there. was candy. It was candy, by the way. There runs into her pillows. They're moving. Okay, go. Uh, do, do the other girls get introduced? Yeah, they're right there. Okay. Uh, all right. There we go. Hold on. Hold on that picture. Now we're gonna play a game, boys and girls. Uh, okay. This game. This this game is is Jr. making shit up. Yes. Okay. okay. Ah, ah, ah. Is Jr. making shit up? <laughs> okay. When Peter bumps in, see, see, Peter is introduced to Bandy, Randy and candy or whatever by bumping into them awkwardly because that's just what Peter Parker does. And so what the first thing that Bambi says to Peter is when, when Peter bumps into her, uh, she says, no problem. I guess when a girl's name is Bambi, it's just natural for people to want to thump her. <laughs> is it just it, you are not making that up. That they is are making shit up. <laughs> just want to thump her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is. <laughs> you know, it's in, in 1985, that had to have been a sexual innuendo. <clears throat> oh, no. Yes. That was. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, it, and, and it's amazing. It's like. It's. 
you know, I, I, every once in a while, you know, I, I complain about where's the editors? Why aren't the editors editing? Uh, because they're clearly not editing. Well, somebody was asleep at the switch with this one. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's funny. I mean, because, and I, and I'll, I'll pick on burn because I've, I've seen him kind of say things similar to this, but a lot of, a lot of comics pros, like to refer to us old fan or imply that us old fans are basically a bunch of, you know, of man children who live in our mother's basements uh, and we can't outgrow our comic books and we're emotionally regressed. Well, you know, if you want, why don't you say that about some of your, your peers? Because this is, this, this was true. That was truly sophomore. That was, that was a truly sophomore comment. But anyway, is JR making shit up? No, he wasn't. That that was really in there. But anyway, so Shashan shows up. Okay. Now remember Shashan was fetching sandwiches for Flash Thompson during (laughs) this time. Yep. Shashan is what see Flash is acting weird. Shashan's wondering why he's acting weird and disappearing all the time. So Peter, uh, you know, she goes to Peter says, you know why Flash is acting weird? And uh, Peter says, I don't know, but I'll find out. So Peter happens to go to the Daily Bugle for, among other reasons, trying to find a job. But he runs into Betty Brand. And, of course, as we know, Betty Brand is a horrible person. Uh, thank you, Bertone. Uh, Betty is, 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 is with Flash in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a uh, knowing her way. Uh, in a biblical sense. In a biblical uh, sense, they're knowing the, each other. The kids these days, J.R., call her side chicks. That's a side chick. It's a what? It's no, it's his, it, it, it's, his, it, it's his main chick. No, no. Uh, his wife is his main chick. Oh but, no, yeah, because he's but, with. But, never mind. Yeah, but, yeah, Betty, yeah. Betty is his. Well, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, no, he they, was married to Shashan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was still married to. Sh- you're right. Yeah, never mind. that's a side chick. So they're they're fooling around, and you know, and uh, Peter alludes to it, and Betty goes, "I don't want to talk about it." You know, I mean, it's like you know, just because I'm a, you know, I, you know, just because I'm a slut, I don't have to talk about it with you. Um, but. <laughs> Wow, and then and then Peter and then Peter follows Flash. Well, Betty was she kind she seduced Peter when she was still married to Ned, you know, and then she runs and tells Ned, and then Ned punches Peter in Amazing Spider-Man number one ninety three. I mean, uh, and then she goes after married Flash. (sighs) Betty, Betty Betty had some issues. I that's just what the the thing that got me. She just she seduces Peter, and then she goes and tells Ned about it. It's like, oh my god, you are a horrible person. Uh, But uh, Bertoni was right. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Bertoni was right. Chris was right. uh, McNulty was right. I mean, uh, (laughs) so. Uh, but anyway, so so Peter follows Flash and finds out that Flash is uh, is actually trying to get a walk on job with a, as an NFL quarterback. So so nothing going on there. Uh, a couple of little side plots, um, you know the, uh, f- the the symbiote is lurking again, taking over bodies, trying to find you know trying to find Peter. Uh, the black cat the black cat is taking a milk bath and uh, sewing yeah. a, uh, a costume for for Spider Man. Uh, she's actually sewing him a new black costume. But he yeah. refuses to wear it because it gives him bad memories of, of the symbiote that tried to bond, bond with him. Um, so anyway, they're going to go. They're going to go attack the kingpin. But before they get there, the spot figures this would be a good test of his powers. So he, you know, does the interdimensional twister and keeps punching Spidey and holes keep, you know, and he punches Spidey through all these holes and and starts, uh, you know, beating Spidey up. Uh, and then. Um, Jr. Are, are you saying are you saying that at this point Spider Man has no answer to Spot's holes? <laughs> is this that what I'm, is that what I'm, club, is that what I'm hearing? Spider Man versus Spot's holes. Now he, uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, the, uh, the, it's, a, it's a complete mystery to him. It's a deep, dark cavern and uh, completely mysterious. And speaking of, uh, uh, oh, forget it. I'm going to say the black cat shows up, uh, but that's different. Uh, but anyway, the spots had his fun with Spider-Man. Uh, and uh, then um, uh, Felicia and, P- and Spider-Man said, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't take on the kingpin today. Maybe we should do it another day. Uh, and um, but then they're they're secretly they're thinking to themselves, well, I'll go vi- I'll go with visit the kingpin when the other's not around. You know, of course, all kinds of things are going to go wrong with that. That leads into Amazing 100, where Spider-Man and the Black Cat break up. Do you like the spot? Uh, Enigma says spot is quite corny. On no, Sam says uh, spot's corny. I kind of like the spot back in the day. I mean, yeah. he's corny, but I mean, you know, so's Hypno Hustler, and yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's just kind of you know, you're in for a penny. You know, you're gonna have yeah. you're gonna have silly supervillains. I, I remember, I remember back in the day, I was, I visually the spot worked for me. Yeah, uh, but in an actual story. Uh, no, it, it didn't seem to have a lot of legs there. Yeah, it just he, he's 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 a great um, fill-in villain. You know, you got an issue. It's yeah. like I have Spider-Man beat up on the spot. He's terrific to have. Like you know, those moments when you know we flash over to the bar with no name, and there's all these like yeah. random C and D list villains, and hit spots back there playing pool or what the hell ever with the eight ball head guy. I mean, like yeah, that's perfect use for a spot. Yeah. yeah, you know, visually, and as I'm looking at the cover of a hundred, he looks so much like the black suit. He's he's white and black comboed. He's just a different color scheme than the black symbiote suit. The spot I've never noticed that before until we just started talking about it. Hmm. And probably nobody else did either. I did not. Took us thirty years to probably, notice that. Probably, probably nobody else is going to even think about it once the broadcast is over, too. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, now this this month is uh, significant because uh, Marvel Team Up 150 came out, the very last issue, well, of Volume 1, <laughs> Marvel Team Up, but the, the, law, the main one we think about from the 70s and the 80s ended with him teaming up with the X-Men. Well, him teaming up with some of the X-Men. That's just what it should have said. It should have said Marvel team up featuring Spider-Man and some of the X-Men because yeah. you don't get the, you don't get the A-listers in this one. You get, uh, you get, uh, I guess you get the B team because they were the, uh, like, I mean, they're still significant, uh, but you know, Colossus and Nightcrawler, but they're not like the, the original five. Real, um, real, real quick. Does somebody have the YouTube channel playing? Cause I can hear it in the back. I'm I'm muted on the YouTube okay. channel. Chair, were you? Okay, no, I'm, I'm muted too. Okay, nope. I, I there it is. Maybe it's me. Probably you. Yeah. Nope. I'm muted. Yeah, I'm, I'm hear- muted on there. Yeah. I'm hearing an echo. That's weird. So, but um, yeah, the, uh, Marvel Team Up 150. This is the, uh, this is not as bad as it's, it's a very harmless Marvel Team Up. Uh, mostly Marvel team up fell into two categories, harmless and outright stupid. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, Marvel team up was the, uh, was the, uh, the book that gave us the, uh, the city stealers, uh, yeah. gave us the, uh, two appearances of the man killer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yet, and yet Marvel team up has actually had some very, very good stories, which Brad and I have covered. Mm-hmm. On Fight Club before, so suck at Jr. <laughs> I thought I thought Secret Wars was suck at Jr. Everything is suck at Jr. Oh, yeah. Everything is suck at Jr. Yeah. Here, anyway. if you go to Marvel Unlimited, you type suck at Jr. Team up pulls up. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Marvel team up number one fifty. Um, 
Peter Parker is broke as usual. Uh, and uh, this is where we learn. Actually, he's trying. He's hiding from Miss Muggins because Miss Muggins wants the rent. And that's where we learn that um, one of the girls who uh, one of the three girls who bathe upstairs uh, is I'm still hearing something, but I am, too. I still hear a bad echo. Yeah. So well, I'll try to I'll try to talk over it. Um, but um, so, you know, and, and he finds out that uh, the uh, Mrs. Muggins is the aunt of one of the girls. Uh, and then the girls find out that he's a photographer. And one of them says, oh, gee, I always wanted to be a model. Will you take my picture? Yeah. So, so he, you know, he, he humors her and takes some pictures. But anyway, uh, the juggernaut is in this. And uh, at this moment, the juggernaut is landing in North Korea. And he's looking for. He goes to the, the 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 castle of something or other. It's got some name with a lot of consonants and a couple of vowels. And basically, he's wanting to he's wanting to find a gift for his his best friend, uh, White Tom Cassidy. Uh, and uh, now. Back then, he was called Black Tom, but see now that's cultural appropriation because Black Tom was white, and so we so we can't call him Black Tom. We have to call him White Tom. So White Tom Cassidy is the Juggernaut's best friend, and uh, and so the Juggernaut wants to uh, wants to give him a present, uh, and so he steals the jewel that made the Juggernaut the Juggernaut. So then he goes back to civilization and gives the, you know, basically then he, he says all, you know, all white Tom has to do is touch my jewels and Whoa. then he'll, he'll have power. Well, that's what he wants. He wants it. You know, wow. he, he, he wants, he wants Tom to touch the jewels. So, you know, because then Tom will get the power of the juggernaut. And so he does. And so, uh, so Tom is also the juggernaut bitch. Uh, and so, <laughs> But as uh, but but see Tom White Tom only becomes kind of half a juggernaut and the real juggernaut actually shrinks to half a juggernaut so instead of a whole juggernaut they're two half juggernauts well you know White Tom is pretty appalled he says what this was a crazy idea why well, well, I didn't want superpowers I didn't want to be and so he starts fighting with the juggernaut and the juggernaut gets all you know hurt and things like that and they start fighting and tearing up part of New York and uh, Spider Man goes there hoping to take some pictures gets his camera smashed the X Men or I should say some of the X-Men um, are watching TV and they see that the juggernaut's there and they go after the juggernaut and see the, the thing is the X-Men are being followed around by this redheaded, weird redheaded chick who looks like Annie Lennox. Um, and apparently she, I don't know what it is. This Rachel character first showed up in um, uh, days of future past you know, she was some telepath that had survived the mutant purge or whatever when the Sentinels took over the world. For whatever reason, now she's in the present and she's she's doing one of those typical things. Oh, I know the future. Should I do this or affect the future? Should I should I have a burrito or a hamburger for for lunch because that'll affect the future? You know, and she's worried about affecting the future. That's all she does is stand around and worries about. Affecting and of course, the she she knew that Spider Man in the future was what was dead. Spider-Man had been one of the heroes killed by the Sentinels. I, I believe that was one of the, the tombstones at one point. Yep. Yep. Really? Yep. And, um, so anyway, so you have this, uh, this big fight, you know, you'd have your typical superhero fight, uh, superhero, supervillain fight. Um, and the juggernaut, since the juggernaut's only got half his powers, they can finally rip his helmet off. But guess what? Juggy, being the intellectual giant that he is, has fooled them all. He's got another helmet under it. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so, but anyway, they, they, they get away, you know, uh, see, this is the first time the juggernauts appeared since, uh, Rogers, since Spidey, Levy, yeah, since Stern's run, uh, nothing, that, that classic story, nothing can stop the juggernaut. Uh, 
and where he sunk him in concrete. And uh, so, you know, Spider-Man's wondering how the Juggernaut came back. And basically, Juggernaut says, well, you're going to have to wait till Roger Stern comes back and writes Amazing before you'll get the answer to that question, uh, which is what happened. But so anyway, White Tom and the Juggernaut get away. Uh, the, black, uh, the, the, the X-Men and the Spider-Man high five. But it's funny. Rogue, Rogue, you know, steals powers. And so how Rogue helps beat them is that she touches White Tom. And here's the thing that got me. Rogue thinks in her southern accent. You know, yeah. we just, I mean, she just can we just call him? Can we just call him Cassidy? Yeah. <laughs> well, but see, they don't they don't say the word Cassidy. They're in the whole thing, so you don't know he's Cassidy. But they just call him Black Tom. But like I said, that's cultural appropriation. You know, he's probably also got an Indian sun catcher is uh, it is by his dashboard too. You know, um, so. Um, but and, and probably he has kids who braid their hair, you know, so uh, cultural appropriation all around. But anyway, um, so so they get away and uh, the X-Men and Spider-Man high five. And then Peter finds out that all the pictures have been destroyed on his camera, except the pictures of the girl, either Randy or Candy. Uh, and he's like, what am I going to do with pictures of this girl? And then he goes to the Daily Bugle and Joe Robertson says, oh, my God, how could all of our pictures of beauties of the beach be ruined? And then Peter says, hey, you know, convenient. I got pictures of this chick in my, who lives in my apartment building. And... Bambi, and I, I just thumped her, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and everybody lives happily ever after, and Marvel Team Up Volume 1 comes to an end. So, wow. And there, and there, was, and there was much was it a, Was it a good one to end on, JR? It was an okay one to end on. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't offensive. It didn't, you know, it didn't involve Hercules dragging the, the island of Manhattan back, uh, you know, and it didn't involve the man killer, although the man killer was pretty funny. I, I remember uh, I was 10 years old when this came out in 1985, and I'd never had a Spider-Man book canceled before. And so when I saw that Spider-Man walking away. No, it's uh, not JR's phone. I don't think. What are you, it's not the, that's not what's making noise. It, the noise has stopped, by the way, which is weird. Uh, it, it's on your end, then. On mine? Okay. When Spider-Man was walking away, I thought that was really sad in the corner box. And if I if I remember correctly, that's a Barry Windsor Smith cover of Spider-Man, which, uh, with the exception of... I don't remember a Barry Windsor Smith. He did a lot of Conan. But uh, anyway, I liked web number one much better than this one. Uh, what else came out this month? Secret Wars number 10? <laughs> you going to review that one? <laughs> no. It's got a battered Doctor Doom. Just got beat up. Spider-Man's got his black suit in it. Oh, is, is this, is this, was this the one where he turned the guy into lenses? Lenses! <laughs> that's right. He, that's right. He cut up, yeah. uh, he cut up claw. That's right. Turned a dude into lenses. There were alliances and shifting alliances and everything yeah. like that, and and campfire scenes where they all introduced each other, you know, and oh my things God. of that nature. Also, way, way fewer of those than Jr. would actually have you. Ben Grimm plays Patty Cake. Remember, remember that classic moment in Secret Wars when Ben Grimm played Patty Cake. Also, yeah. this month, uh, Spider Man had a pretty big appearance. Uh, also, in X Men, Uncanny X Men number one ninety and one ninety one, it was the Kulan Gath uh, two parter. Remember that? Yeah, where he. Um, oh no, no, he doesn't turn into a spider until. What I mean, no, no, he doesn't turn into a spider in this one. George, but yeah, he's crucified. Did we do this on Fight Club? He's crucified on an X. Which one? The, the, the X Men one ninety one ninety one Kulan Gath. I don't. 
think we did that on Fight Club. I thought we've talked about this one before. We, we, we've talked about Cool and Gath before yeah. on the podcast. I don't know that we did it in a Fight Club. I remember Spider-Man being a big part of that storyline in X-Men. Yeah, he was He was the only <laughs> He's the only one, apparently, who was immune to uh, the spells that Gath cast. That, you know, I guess turns no, turns New York back to the Hyborian age. Right. Um, and, There's uh, been a couple of times when Mary Jane has turned into Red Sonja. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She turned into Red Sonja in... Uh, yeah, that's right. She did. She's done it twice. She did it in Marvel Team Up number seventy five, mm-hmm. uh, which and is no longer in that. Hmm? In the five in that in, in that five uh, issue miniseries. That miniseries where it also had Venom in it. Eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of an odd one. Yeah. Uh, but, so the question um, is: Was February eighty five a good month, Jr. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was a fairly good month. I mean, it was uh, good, the you good know, hobgoblin. Had, you had a good hobgoblin story, uh, which kind of you know started peeled another onion back on the hobgoblin, the layer of who he was because uh, he recognizes Mary Jane. You know, he makes a reference and he calls her by name, and Mary Jane goes, "He knows who I am." Well, which is kind of ironic because by this time Tom DeFalco was writing um, amazing, and DeFalco in an interview has said that he when he did the hobgoblin, he was going to do the hobgoblin reveal eventually. And before he got fired, but the hobgoblin was going to be Richard Fisk and the rose was going to be Roderick Kingsley. Uh, and I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. So how does, how does the, you know, if Richard Fisk is a hobgoblin, how does he know Mary Jane? Because obviously it made perfect sense for Roddy Kingsley to know Mary Jane because Mary Jane's worked for him. Uh, so that was kind of a little odd. It was like, well, how would Richard Fisk know who Mary Jane Watson was? But well, anyway, Mary Jane was on, was on a soap opera back then. Wasn't she? Oh, no, she wasn't. No, she wasn't on a soap opera. This was before they, Secret Hospital. Yeah, this was before Secret Hospital. Yeah, mm-hmm. she got married, and then uh, around the time they got married, uh, she got on the Secret or Secret Hospital. I think after her modeling gig, she was a famous supermodel because she couldn't get another job. Uh, and then Jonathan Caesar became infatuated with her, uh, and then he wound up, you know, stealing all their money and locking them out of their apartment or whatever. And then she got a job as a soap opera actress. All right, George, was this a good month in spider history? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I liked all three yeah. issues, actually, a lot. Uh, in, in retrospect, that, that last issue of Team Up is not one of my favorites. <laughs> um, but I remember at the time I liked it. I, I did, too. I liked too. it a lot, yeah, at the time. I think I had to order that one from My High Comics back in the day because I couldn't find it on the uh, the newsstand. I remember that's probably one of the very first comics I mailed off for. That's back when I was getting the subscription through Mile High. Not you remember what it was called? The subscription service is an no. acronym. Uh, it's called Nice New Issue Comic Service. 